after uh, Built to Last came out, there was a lot of question of what to work on next. And I uh, felt a lot of pressure to work on another book, but uh, my wife, Joanne, chairman of the board, uh, made the observation that, that the real key to our work is a question we're really, really passionate about and encoded to answer. She said, don't pick another question. Don't rush into it. Wait until a question picks you. And I waited. It took about two years. I was really afraid another question would never pick me. Uh, I'd have one of these sort of like, wait a minute, 18 years ago, here's the author of Built the Last. <laughs> so I, I waited in great fear. And uh, but one day I was having dinner with uh, people who run the San Francisco office of McKinsey and & Company. And we were talking about organizational change and performance and sort of the question that you're talking about. And Bill Meehan, who runs the San Francisco office of McKinsey, uh, leaned over and said to me, uh, you know, we really love Built to Last around here. You and Jerry did a great job with the research. And unfortunately, it's useless. <laughs> Tell me what you really think, Bill. And, uh, <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> Don't hold back. But he made a really interesting observation. He said, if you look at the companies in Built to Last, they were never not great. HP had Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard who laid the foundations of greatness from the time they were a small company. George Merck, Walt Disney, Sam Walton, George Coffin at GE, Paul Galvin, R.W. Johnson at J&J. These companies had great parenting and they started in life with the right trajectory and with the right genetics of what we found in Built to Last. The great irony of Built to Last is Built to Last is an entrepreneur's book. It's about how to start and build a great organization from the ground up. Even though it's about large companies, it's not about how to change them. And most people who have tried to directly apply the ideas of Built to Last in large organizations have not met with a lot of success because fundamentally they're dealing with a different animal, which are good or mediocre enterprises that have never been great, do not have the genetics of greatness, and, uh, and the ideas are more difficult to apply. So... That was an interesting observation. And he said, basically, what about the vast majority of organizations that are good but not great but need to change themselves? Your work sheds no light on that at all. It's useless. So I went home uh, sobered. Um, <laughs> but I tried to make a list of companies uh, that had shifted from good to great. Good performance, sustained mediocrity that had shifted to sustained superior performance. I couldn't come up with any. He was absolutely right. There were certainly I couldn't see any initially in our study. And maybe there was one, but we, I, I went along with it, and that planted the seed. And the question was, can that which is good or mediocre ever change itself to become great? 